Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter. This week on Highways Voices, there's an awful lot going on with Signals funding. If you put money into this sector, it will deliver quickly. It's a good investment. It's a good way of actually making making a change to the network. It actually did, did deliver an improvement. It did deliver smoother journeys. We were able to show an actual reduction in stop time, a decrease in, in journey times through junctions. We find out the latest on the biggest single investment in traffic signals in living memory and how local authorities and suppliers can get involved on this week's Highways Voices. Highways Voices, in association with partner organisations, the Transport Technology Forum, ITS UK, Elkrig and Adept. Hello there from Paul Hutton and welcome to Highways Voices where we hear again today from Darren Capes from the Department for Transport with the latest on Signals funding. He's on the way after we've picked up on some of the latest news on the Highways News website with Adrian Tatum. Gwendolyn Council has started the tender process to find contracts for its £100 million civils framework. This will include work on the trunk road and county areas in North and Mid Wales. The council has launched the framework, which is in four lots across five Welsh local authority areas. It is divided in four lots, major civil engineering, construction works and civil engineering support services and major construction design. Elsewhere, four companies have reached the final stage of a programme to seeking low carbon solutions on National Highways' network. Fully circular low carbon fencing materials and smart fibre reinforced plastic bridge beams are among projects by companies participating in the programme seeking low carbon solutions on the network. Four firms have made it through to the final stages of the Accelerator Low Carbon Innovation Programme organised by National Highways in conjunction with Connected Places Catapult. And each is set to receive a £80,000 to make their vision a reality. And finally, Peterborough City Council's Cabinet has authorised a works order of up to £2 million for milestone infrastructure to build the cycleway alongside Thorpe Road and the selection of the Thorpe Road interchange. The move comes after the council received around £3 million from the government's Active Travel England scheme as part of a joint bid with the Cambridgeshire and Peterborough combined authority. Remember, we have a daily email with all the news you need. Direct your inbox. We really are the only place you need to go for everything you need to know. Get the email every lunchtime by signing up at highways-news.com slash subscribe and you can also follow us and get all our news via LinkedIn and X. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. A few weeks ago, the Transport Secretary Mark Harper announced £70 million of investment to deliver a raft of measures to make traffic signals more efficient, including the replacement of old equipment, a new green light fund and new technology to better manage city centre traffic. This is being described as the biggest investment in traffic signals in decades. Now, the next phase of the process is underway with letters and guidance outlining the application process sent to council chief officers across England. Darren gave an update to the Transport Technology Forum Autumn Update meeting yesterday, the 14th of November. So let's hear from him now. Mark Harper, the Secretary of State, he announced on the 2nd of October the, the, the plan for drivers and that covered a, a whole range of, issue, range of issues, a lot of them around consultations for how we regulate the network, how we think about roadworks, how we think about local authority enforcement, those types of issues. There was one quite large money item in there and that, that was the £70 million that were announced for, for, for dealing with, with traffic signals. And this comes under the context of smoother journeys. This is about making smoother journeys. It's about, in, in, about enhancing the way that the, the network works at a very local level. 
if you read the plan for drivers, it has some nice things to say about traffic signals and, and it does finally, in government language, it recognises the value of traffic signals and good quality traffic signals to, to the local road network. So if, you, if you're interested in that, please go, and, please go and read that. Part of the reason why we got this funding, and it's not the only reason, there, there, there are lots of things at play here, but one of the reasons why we were able to make the case for this funding is that in 2021, as many of you will know, we delivered £15 million of, of investment through TSM, the Transport Signals Maintenance Grant. That succeeded in two really important ways. It succeeded in terms of outturn. It delivered 232 junction improvements across 39 local authorities. It proved to government that if you put money into this sector, it will deliver quickly. We can spend the money. The local authorities can spend the money. The suppliers can deliver schemes. It's a good investment. It's a good way of actually making, making a change to the network. It proved that. It also worked in an outcome perspective as well, in that it actually did, did deliver an improvement. It did deliver smoother journeys by a noticeable percentage at the junctions where, where we know local authorities uh, undertook interventions with that £15 million, pounds, we were able to show an actual reduction in, in stop time, a decrease in, in journey times through junctions. Now that of course has all kinds of benefits in terms of smoother journeys, less stop-start, less carbon, uh, less congestion, a, a whole range of things. And, and, and the initial indicative research that we did on those £15 million pound proved that, that that is a valid assumption, that we can do that, that you spend the money you make smoother journeys. We have more to do on that, and I want to work with the people who delivered those schemes to turn that, that initial evidence that we had in, in, into a, a more cohesive story, because I think it's important to do that. But the initial, the initial work that we did helped us to secure this, this, this investment. It proved we can do it. So we now have three funds available, totaling £70 million. Now, just to go back to that previous point, it's vitally important that we ensure that this isn't a one-off, that we don't just spend this money and never do it again. And it's vitally important that as part of Road to Tomorrow, as part of the, the pack that we put together, it's vitally important that we, we can tell the story of why investing in this sector at this level is a good thing to do. Because let's be honest, £70 million in government terms isn't a lot of money. It's a lot of money to the sector, it's a lot of money to local authorities, it's not a lot of money to government. If we can prove a really strong bang for buck for that money, a really strong, fast delivery to actually make a difference to how transport networks work, it shouldn't be that hard to sell. But it's, it's, it's beholden on us to do that, to spend the money wisely, to evaluate it, to actually show that we've delivered. And the guidance that we're releasing today has, a sec has some words around that about how we will do that. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about that in any great detail. Fundamentally, we have £70 million to be made available this year. Partly this year, some of it will be into next year, but, but partly this year. That's to be spent over the coming two years. It's available to English local authorities outside of London who are in receipt of, of a Section 31 determination letter. That means authorities that actually get a yearly maintenance allocation, you are eligible to apply for this funding. It's capital, it's paid up front, it's for you to go away and deliver schemes. It doesn't include a revenue element. I know that's a question that often comes up, but it doesn't, it's capital money. It's divided into three funds. TSOG, Traffic Signal Obsolescence Grant, is specifically aimed at local authorities who have an issue with obsolete equipment. Now, this is primarily halogen lamps, but it's also about communications, it's about obsolete controller equipment, or obsolete components. The money is there to, to spend on that, and we know there is a problem. I've spoken to lots of you over the last year. Thank you for all those of you that have hosted me and, and, and explained the situation, both public and private sector. So we know there is an issue there that we can deal with. And that, that funding, which comes from our highway maintenance block, it's a slice of the money that we hand out for highway maintenance. Going back to the point about trying to think about a digital version of potholes, this is, this is using some of the money that we use to fix carriageway to fix signals, which is making that point. 
That funding is available to local authorities who have a problem with obsolescence. Green Light Fund is, is for those, those authorities that maybe don't have an issue with obsolescence, who've done well at dealing with obsolete equipment, but even those authorities could use some money to improve traffic signals. Even those authorities have issues to tune up traffic signals, to do, to do basic maintenance, we know that's the case, to make things better. So Green Light Fund is available, available for those, £20 million for that. And they're exclusive, you either bid for one or the other, and you, as you will see in the guidance. And then the th third part of that, the Intelligent Traffic Management Fund, that's intended to fund much larger chunks of money to s a smaller group of authorities to implement next generation traffic management at a, at a uh, corridor or region or city level to show what, what, what comes next. And, and the government is particularly interested in this because this allows us to start to talk about machine learning and AI, which as we will have seen, we have seen that Rishi Sunak and, and his AI summit at Bletchley Park at the beginning of this month, that's something that's very dear to government's heart. And so it should be. And we know there are opportunities in the sector to use, employ new technology to do things better than we, we've done in the past. And this, this money is there to, 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 to allow us to fund some beacon sites to do that. To use the new, new, new generations of, of, of technologies like Scoot, which are fundamentally different to how we used to use Scoot in the past. To use the products from some of the other main suppliers, but also to work with some of the SMEs, small companies, new entrants who have technology, maybe from other sectors, have new technology that's there to, there to show. It's allowed us to start to get that on the ground and start to see how it works. By doing that, I think we'll move the sector forward. The funding will be allocated through challenge processes. Everybody gets a slice of TSOG. If you, get, if you get a maintenance allocation, you will get, through the formula that we use to hand out the maintenance money that we hand out each year, you will get some TSOG money, because everybody has some issue with obsolescence we need to deal with. The, the rest of the money will go out in, in, in challenge processes, and these will be very simple, qualitative, not quantitative challenge processes. There isn't an 87-page questionnaire to fill in. For those of you that filled in the funding process for 20, in 2021 for TSM, you will remember we asked you seven questions to, to probe your understanding of your network, probe your policy framework, probe your readiness to deliver. We'll do the same thing. We will ask questions that allow you to provide us with evidence. And again, if you, if you need to go and spend two months locked in a room writing evidence, I would, I would say you're doing this wrong. What we're after you doing is showing us the evidence you have, shows the policies you have in place, shows your asset management plan, shows the way that you handle your asset now. That's, that's the evidence we need. And using that evidence, we will then allocate the funding. ITMF, the Intelligent Traffic Management Fund, will be a similar process, but it will fund a smaller number of grants and it will happen a bit later. I think for TSOG and GLF, most authorities now could tell us what they, what they would do with some funding because we all know our asset. And if you don't know your asset, you really shouldn't be thinking about this. I think ITMF is more complex. We expect authorities to put more elaborate proposals together to show, to show how they would, they would use technology. That may require them to think about procurement. It may require them to think about collaboration with, with suppliers and, and building a, a collaborative sort of uh, group to bid. I think that will take longer. So we're asking you now to start to think about that, start to put plans in place for how we'll bid for that. But the bidding process itself, which will be a similar, fairly simple process, that process will open in April 24. So you've got longer to think about that. The funding for the first two, for TSOG and GLF, will be issued in March 24. It will come out at the end of this financial year. The funding for ITMF will come out hopefully in September next year, so it's a much longer process. So this morning I sent an email to, to, the, local, to the chief execs of all of the eligible authorities, so all 132 authorities. Your chief execs have now got a letter this morning outlining the process. That letter contains a link to some detailed guidance. That, that guidance is also available the TTF website. Go to the TTF website and it will be the top news story. Please read the guidance. 
the guidance will tell you hopefully everything you need to know about applying for this funding, eligibility, how to apply, what the process would look like. Please go and read that guidance. I will also be writing to all the people that we know of as signals engineers, signals operative signals workers. The list that Elkrig have of you, and, and Elkrig and Suzanne in particular is, is absolutely dogged in her, uh, in, in her stalking basically of the sector. She knows pretty much who and where everybody is. Everybody on that list will be getting a copy of the letter I sent out today. That will go out later this week. That again will tell you that you can go there. It will give you some email addresses you can use to, to, to get support if you need it. Please look out for that. If you, don't think, if you don't receive something by the end of the week and you think you're maybe not on our list, let us know because, again, we'll send you it and we would love to add you to the list. The guidance has gone out today. We'll also allow you to look at the application process. Those of you that bid in 21 will have already used this process. It's the same website that we used in 21 for the TSM grant. The login and password you have for that will work for this. You will all have forgotten your passwords by now, because I always forget my passwords. We can help you with that. We, we will reissue passwords. The letter, to, the letter gives you a, an email address to, to, to send an email to, and we will give you uh, a new password and login. You get one for each authority. That allows you into your own area to, to complete your questionnaire. Nobody else but you can see it. Obviously, we can see them all, but, but, but it's private in that respect. If you don't have that, those details in the, in the next week or so, if you don't see something come through, we may have missed you, get in touch and we, we'll, we'll help you with that. The process is now open. You could go on today and start to fill your, your questions in, but I, I would hope you wouldn't. I would hope you consider it a bit more. But you have, until, you have until the 22nd of December, lunchtime on the 22nd of December, to fill the process in for the Ups Lessons Grant and the Green Light Fund. You can start to do that now. You can also, as I say, start to think about, about the, the Intelligent Traffic Management Fund and think about how you'll bid for that. As in previous times, we hope to fund half a million pound blocks, maybe slightly more to some authorities, maybe slightly less. We hope to fund about 80 different authorities with some funding from one of the other two funds. On top of the fact that you will all get a slice of, of, of some of the TSOG funding as well. So pretty much every authority in England will have some funding to spend. That's a challenge. It's a challenge for the authorities. It's a challenge for their consultants. It's certainly a challenge for the sector, for the industry in terms of how we deliver that. But I think we can do it. I think, I think we, are, we are flexible and, and keen and energetic enough to be able to meet this challenge. And let's hope we do, because as we said before, that, me this, that means this might not be the only time we do this. It, might, it will help us build a case to argue for this in the future. That's Darren Capes from the Department for Transport at the Transport Technology Forum Autumn Update. And we'll have the Q&A with Darren in a moment after the latest from our partners. Highways Voices. With the latest news and events from our partner organisations, Elkrig, Adept, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK. We're hearing a lot from our partners, the Transport Technology Forum, this week, but what about the others? Well, ITS UK, working with the TTF, have launched their export study, which gathered views from more than 100 ITS businesses in the UK. And the findings reveal that businesses are optimistic about the future growth overseas, with 69% giving a rating of 3 or higher. The top five markets for the UK exports most to are in order the US, Australia, Ireland, Canada and New Zealand and the top priority for markets for that sector where organisations would like to do more business are the US, Australia, Germany, France and the Netherlands. A majority, 55%, said they were looking to export more and called for greater promotion of UK industry to overseas partners, simpler trade rules and reduced tariffs. Two big dates for your diary next year from our friends at Elkrig. 
The Elk Creek Innovation and Learning Festival will return from the 1st to the 3rd of July at a new location. It'll be held at NAEC Stoneleigh in Warwickshire. Meanwhile, Strictly Highways is back at its home in Blackpool in October. It'll be there again from the 1st to the 3rd. And it's the Adept Conference this week with the topic of creating strong places, leadership from the ground up. Adept says place directors have been instrumental in shaping our post-COVID world, pursuing strategies to lower carbon emissions, improve resilience and support growth. The recent cost of living crisis with all-time high inflation and energy costs has added yet another layer of challenge to the ability to deliver on climate change adaptation, they say. Economic prosperity through levelling up and vital Vibrant, thriving places also need to be delivered. The conference will explore the following themes, taking our places forward, taking government with us and taking our people with us. Bookings close for the event, but we'll have more details about it on Highways News, of course. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Highwaysnews.com. Now back to Darren Capes' presentation at the TTF Autumn Update with the Q&A, which was led by TTF Chair Steve Gooding and features a couple of interventions from DFT Deputy Director Anthony Ferguson. Tim Ray from uh, Units Traffic. Darren, just a quick quick answer, I guess, for a quick question. The, the funding process, process for ITMF starts in April next year. That's the start of the process and submissions will presumably be over two, three months, something like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, the process will be April to May or June. We will assess over the summer. We will uh, award the funding in probably September. Yep. So, bank, yeah, account, yeah. bank account September. Yeah. Uh, uh, but again, if it takes you three months to fill the process in, you're doing something wrong. It should take you an afternoon. The, 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 the challenge is being ready to fill the process in and actually getting, getting all your ducks in a line to be able to bid. That's what I think you need to start thinking about now. So I think yep. for you, the supplier, you need to start thinking about, about what you what your offer is, who you can work with, what authorities you need to, to partner with. The funding obviously goes to local authorities. So as a supplier, you need to be part of a consortium. You need to work with local authorities. You need to find someone to, 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 to lead that. You need to find an area to deliver in. Local authorities, you need to, deli- you need to build those partnerships and think about how you're going to put a, a bid together. I think that's the, that's the challenge from today forward, is to start thinking about that. Yeah, great. Thank you. just want to make an obvious point. There might be an election next year. So when Darren says, be ready in April, I would say definitely be ready because the quicker we can get through the process of receiving and processing applications and deciding who we want to pay and pay them, the better, because there will come a point before the election when we will have to stop. So uh, we will definitely be on a bit of a hurry up, I think, from April onwards. I'm Max Shugman, Chief Executive of Intelligent Transport Systems UK. Uh, a, a quick question around, you mentioned that the funds for, for CapEx. Um, I just wondered whether there was thinking if, if particularly the um, ITMF fund le- leads to greater OPEX for local authorities. What, what do you do about that and is there some thinking around it? At, at the moment there is, there is no intention to provide OPEX or, or revenue funding as we like to call it in the public sector. Obviously that, that's a very difficult thing for government to do. Uh, Treasury obviously are very, very keen on us not handing out more revenue funding. I think what I would say, and there is this argument about, well, actually, what's the point? Because we'll just deliver stuff and then have to turn it all off again. But again, my my point would be in delivering the capital funding in the right way and in using it to, to provide better technology to update your systems, you could be looking for that to reduce your revenue commitment. It should make things more efficient, more reliable, requiring less maintenance, being delivered in a more modern 
flexible way. So I would encourage you to think about this, this, this capital funding, not just about re replacing rusty signal poles or whatever, but thinking about buying technology that maybe allows you to reduce your, your revenue commitment in terms of running systems. That would be my challenge. Adam Stead from Transport for Wales. I've recently navigated this CapEx requirement for things that are heavily OPEX related in the field of innovation and technology. If it's an R&D project where the outcomes have a level of uncertainty and there's some learning from it, then the OPEX associated with it can be considered to be capitalised. There's some treasury guidance on it. I'm happy to send to Darren to forward on. And we, we managed to get approval from our Welsh government sponsors for a project that was CapEx only to spend on OPEX. Uh, Darren, Thanks. just before you come back on that, can I say the, the Transport Technology Forum did produce some guidance, didn't it, on procurement and procuring innovative things. Maybe this is something that, that's part of the refresh that he's doing? We have the Manual for Smart Streets, which I, I generally talk about. I'm not talking about it today because we've got other things to talk about. The Manual for Smart Streets gives guidance on how you should think about procurement. Uh, what I would say is, that is, is I'm not going to go into the detail, but the, the, the legislation that we used to issue the money for the ITMF is different legislation. It does allow you to treat it as, re as research funding. It does allow you to be, to be more flexible about how that works, but within reason. It's still not revenue funding. Mark Hartwright from UTMC. The programmes you've outlined, TSOG and the Greenlight Fund, it seems to me that your requirements centrally will be relatively straightforward. You'll be wanting to evaluate them and monitor them so you can report successes as you have done with the TSM. The ITMF is, is a different case. And the question there is, is the plan to treat this as an exploratory activity where in different authorities go off with different suppliers and explore different areas of the technology space to see what there is? Or is the intention to make this a bit more coherent so that there are learnings coming out of this that are actually usable by the wider UK and potentially beyond community after the end of it? And if so, what are the plans for doing that? The first two funds, TSONG and GLF, we're not expecting local authorities to do a lot of their own evaluation because they are quite small amounts of money. We would, it would be wrong to then put an impact on local authorities to go off and do lots of evaluation. We will handle that. We've worked with Inrix in the past. We've developed a product with Inrix that allows us from our helicopter to, to fly over the country and look down and see what people have done. That's how we will do the outcome evaluation of, of the first two funds. The second funds, the, the ITMF fund, which will probably let in maybe two, two and a bit million pound chunks, we will, we will expect some kind of evaluation framework from the authorities that, that's bid in to do their own evaluation. And we will, we will look to, 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 to make those coherent in some way. I would like the eight or ten authorities that win ITMF funding, I would like them all to deliver different technology solutions. I think if we deliver eight versions of the same thing, that's not really what we want. We want, we want to develop beacon sites that allow us to, to test different options for future technology. So I would like to see quite a lot of variation in there. But what I would like to see is, is coherence around the outcomes, the things we're trying to achieve, even though the actual technology we use, hopefully in different sites, will be different. But there will be beacon sites. There will be, I hope, designed to, to, be, to be bright fires in the forest that allow us to see how technology can work to, to stimulate the market. Hello, Ruth Anderson, um, technical lead within Oxfordshire County Council's um, innovation and research team. I'm slightly confused by the first two funds. You said that we would be able, allowed to apply for one or the other. And very briefly, second fund, the intelligent fund, um, will local authorities be able to put in multiple different bids because we have lots of different research interests? 
Andy, let's have your question, then we'll wrap the two up together. Um, the TM in ITMF, traffic management, does that have to include things that go red, amber and green, i.e. traffic signals, and can they be temporary ones? So, so ITMF come, come, is about traffic management in the round. You, 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 I, I, would, I would expect that to be focused more on the in-station technologies than the on-street technologies and, and how you build the successor to traditional scoot using modern scoot or whatever you do. I would think that's more of an in-station strategic level. I mean, think, think about that as strategic and the other two as tactical, I think, basically. Uh, the question about, about bids, well, I, obviously I, I would expect Oxfordshire to be up for this because you always are, which is great to see. You can certainly bid for either TSOC and GLF and ITMF because one, again, is about tactical, one is about strategic. Can you make multiple bids for ITMF? No, it's one bid per authority. So you need to bid for something that, that meets as many of your research objectives as you can within a coherent programme to deliver for a region, a city or whatever, the next generation of traffic management. We're going to take one last question. Andrew Walsh, Transport for West Midlands. Regarding the first two funds, can the combined authorities bid for one or other of those funds? Yes, they can. Uh, I'm not going to explain how because it's quite complex, but there is a whole section in the guidance that you can get about specific arrangements for combined authority bids. Just one final thing to say, we're, we're probably going to arrange one or a number of webinars over the next few weeks to talk through some of the detail of this. Once you've all had a chance to absorb the guidance, we will run some short webinars through the TTF for you to attend where we can do a bit more Q&A around the, the details of this. Just one thing I want to emphasise here, because it did come through uh, in something that Darren was saying, is how important it was to build the evidence base from the 15 million in order to secure the 70. And I said there was one last question from the floor. One last question for me, and it's to Anthony this time. So you, you've hinted there might be an election, who knows? <laughs> but we're talking here about basically a two-year programme. And what, what's our hope for this being something that the Department for Transport actually got a, a proper longer-term sense for? Well, we haven't yet, and that's the whole point, that we, we've, we've gone from nothing to something and from something to something bigger. As you say, if we do the evaluation correctly, if we can show 8 to 12% or whatever it is consistently, then I've, as I said earlier, I mean, I've yet to meet a minister who wouldn't take your hand off because that's exactly the sort of stuff that plays well to them politically as well as technically. So we've got to satisfy, you know, the, the, the technicians in the department who will kind of check our numbers but in order that we can then make a political argument that, yes, you need to spend money on highways maintenance, there's never enough money to do that. This is part of that story. It's making networks better. These guys are going to be in there fighting for you. Give them the evidence and help them do the job. That's TTF Chair Steve Gooding rounding off the Q&A session on the £70 million of funding for traffic signals with answers expertly delivered by TTF Manager Darren Capes, who's ITS Policy Lead at the DFT, and the Department's Deputy Director Anthony Ferguson chipping in as well. Don't forget you can find a link to the guidance Darren mentioned on the Highways News website. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. Now, we're almost out of time, but let's round off today by tipping our hat to somebody or some people doing amazing things in our industry because it's time for Adrian's Accolade. Adrian, who wins this week? Uh, my accolade this week goes to Reading Council. Reading Council's carbon emissions have fallen by 51% since 2005, the eighth largest reduction across 374 local authority areas in the UK. The borough's cut in carbon emissions compared with a UK average of just 39.3%. And South East England average of 38.9% over the same period. 
Reading Borough Council has also reduced its own carbon emissions by 74% in 14 years. In a time when we really do need to reduce carbon across all the areas of highways and transport, that's why they're worthy winners of my accolade this week. And after a couple of weeks where we haven't had an accolade on the podcast, it's so good to hear worthy winners again. And just want to thank Adrian for holding the fort on Highways News this last couple of weeks while I took a holiday. It is good to be back, though, and doing this. So that's it for this week's Highways Voices. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll catch up again next Wednesday. Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry. 